Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Served It In Weekly podcast. I'm your host, Ian Harbour, and on today's episode, I'm talking with Dr. Rudy Rodriguez and Taisha Scott, who is returning to the show, about the 2020 census. I have to be honest with you. I knew very little about the census before this episode. I filled it out back in April because I knew it was the right thing to do, but I really didn't know what its purpose is or what it accomplishes. So this conversation was really enlightening for me personally. Real quick, a couple of things going into this conversation. Number one, we recorded this over Zoom, so the quality isn't perfect, and I apologize for that. The content, though, is still really interesting, so I do encourage you to stick with it. Number two, there is great information in this episode for both people that haven't filled it out yet, or if you're like me, you filled it out, but you still don't know much about the census. So it's really important that we get as many people as possible to fill this out, and you'll learn why that is in this episode. Okay, finally, number three, I wanna correct a mistake before you hear it. During the conversation, the audio skipped for just like half a second, and I missed the final date of the census. In the conversation, I repeat it back as September 3rd, but it's actually September 30th. So <laughs> you still don't have much time left to fill it out, but at least you have a little bit more time than what I said. Okay, with all of that said, let's dive in to my conversation with Dr. Rudy Rodriguez and Taisha Scott about the 2020 census. Enjoy. I am here on this Zoom call with Rudy Rodriguez and Taisha Scott, the co-chairs of the 2020 Didn't Complete Count Committee. Um, and Taisha is the executive director of Giving Hope Inc., uh, one of our partners at Serve Didn't. And we're here to talk about the census today. And so I just want to thank both of you for coming on today. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah, happy to be back. Thank you. Yes, welcome back. If you haven't heard Taisha's uh, first episode with us on episode three, we talked about homelessness and it's a great episode. I recommend going back and listening to it. Mm -hmm. But I want to get started here. Um, I just kind of want to acknowledge two realities about the census at the same time. The first is that the census is a really big deal and a lot is determined by the census and the outcomes of it. Um, and it's something that should be taken seriously by every American. Uh, the other reality is, though, that I don't think many people really understand what it is or why it's a big deal or why they should participate. This, you know, the census comes around every 10 years, um, but this means that a lot of people might not really understand it since it's not something that we're thinking about as often is maybe like an election or something else. And it's more than just counting people, but I don't know how many people can really articulate how it's more than that. So I would love to hear from both of you. Um, maybe, Rudy, you could start us off. What is the census and what does it do? Well, it's an, it's an opportunity, you know, for the federal government to update their uh, population count. And this happens every 10 years. And it is provided, uh, this is provided for in uh, one of the provisions of our Constitution. And uh, that provision says that every 10 years, the United States government conduct a uh, comprehensive uh, census count uh, of, um, uh, of our country. And uh, that is to determine, you know, how the uh, uh, billions of dollars, you know, will be distributed, you know, to support, uh, you know, the various communities 
that are part of and are integral to our country, including the what is what's referred to as a harder to count populations, uh, such as our senior citizens, our our homeless populations, uh, you know, those um, communities with uh, limited resources, our ethnic communities, um, our uh, uh, Hispanic and uh, African American communities, and um, so there's just a lot of benefits, uh, you know, that uh, engendered, you know, as a result of this uh, comprehensive count of our uh, country's population. Yeah, and um, and if I may add on that, I feel like the important part to that that is um, to what Rudy said is the ten years part, you know, and we know how much can change and how much a community can change in ten years. Um, so that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of pressure that's put there on the census, knowing that um, the turnout or the response rate will affect the funding that's coming into that community for 10 years. If you were to look at um, even, you know, Denton from now to Denton 10 years ago, or like, for instance, out there, Aubrey, if you were to look at Aubrey in 2010 compared to Aubrey of 2020, it's a total different community. So um, it behooves me to, um, to make sure that they stand up and be counted because that affects everything from um, the roads to the schools uh, to, you know, God, you find yourself in a hard situation where you need assistance from a nonprofit, um, the funding that's available to them. You know, they're not going to pour buckets of money into a community where there's not that many people there. Although we all know there's a lot of people here, <laughs> you know, Denton is a lot larger now than it was 10 years ago. Especially yeah. important, you know, in our area, as I indicated by Ty, that, um, you know, community, you know, areas like uh, North Texas, this is uh, one of the areas in the country, you know, that has have been um, uh, reported and accurately and, and rightly so as uh, one of the one of the fast growth one of the fastest growth areas in the country. Uh, you take Denton, for example, you know, 10 years ago, as um, is, uh, uh, Ty indicated, uh, for some of our communities in North Texas, you know, we were, I think our population was about 100, no, a little over 100,000 population. We're down to, we're up to 135 or 36,000, you know, population. Kind of give you some sense of how quickly, you know, the population has grown and some of the other, uh, communities in our area that have really grown, I mean, uh, you know, in, enormously. Frisco, for example, wow, you know, the population went like from 3,000 at one point, um, you know, early, you know, 10 years ago or maybe uh, earlier than that to uh, gracious, you know, I think it's over near uh, 200,000, you know, to our population of Frisco in that whole area. So it gives you some sense of how uh, quickly you know, the population has grown and why we need to update the population count uh, every every 10 years. I think that's a really great point of how much the population and the demographics of that population can change over 10 years. Uh, you're yes. absolutely right. I mean, the, the Denton County of 10 years ago is very different than the Denton County of today. Exactly. I think I always forget the exact rank, but I'm pretty sure Denton County is always flipping number one and number two of fastest growing counties in yes. America. It's yeah. very, very quickly growing and which changes what the area looks like a lot of mm -hmm. a lot as well. Mm -hmm. And so Rudy, um, you know, I saw that you wrote an article for the Denton Record Chronicle a little while ago. And 
You particularly encourage people who are in what you called vulnerable groups to participate in the census. And I know you just mentioned some groups um, and maybe that's who it is, but who would classify as a vulnerable group? And maybe even more importantly, how would those groups participating in the census help them? Well, you know, the, the funds that we're trying to generate uh, for our communities um, from the federal government uh, based on the uh, data, you know, that uh, we accumulate through our uh, census count every uh, 10 years is uh, to benefit the entire community for construction purposes, uh, building of schools, um, um, building the streets and improving the streets, uh, hospitals, medical uh, care agencies, and so on. Um, but um, it's also intended to, as I indicated earlier, to, to, to improve the, the social services, medical services for our so-called vulnerable communities. And, uh, and that, um, uh, you know, those, those uh, communities that are classified as vulnerable communities, you know, we've seen uh, a, 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 uh, you know, quite a jump in the, in the population of those vulnerable groups. Uh, low income, for example, those that have, uh, the, um, you know, children, uh, families who are, uh, have limited uh, uh, resources. Um, those communities have really grown uh, over the past two years and expanded uh, in, the, uh, in the population. Our schools, for example, in the state of Texas, you know, we, we have approximately, um, I think it's something like 5 million uh, students in our public schools. And um, over approximately 60% of those students are low income. And the bulk of those uh, students that are classified as low income are, um, are students who are of uh, ethnic um, different uh, uh, families, um, and uh, mainly Hispanic and African-American. And um, so, uh, you know, that's one big uh, chunk of our of our uh, so-called hard to count or harder to count uh, population group, uh, it's also referred to as vulnerable group. Also the senior citizens, of course, you know, that population has continued to grow in our community and all over the country, the senior citizen population. The um, families that um, are um, um, homeless, that's another group, uh, you know, in time they want to address that, you know, because of the work that she does directly with our our vulnerable communities, these the um, homeless population. So you know there are so many uh, different groups, you know, that uh, fall under that classification, and uh, and those are the communities that present a special challenge for us. Uh, you know, in terms of trying to reach out to these folks to be sure and fill out that census. Darn it, is so important. They don't realize, you know, the benefits that are forthcoming uh, to them as well as the community in general. Uh, I was uh, in a radio program yesterday in Spanish, you know, where, um, you know, essentially, essentially addressing the same questions that you uh, raised, uh, Ian. So uh, I talked to a mom and she said, oh, I have received the stencil on the TV, but no sé qué hacer con él, but I don't know what to do with it. You know, I, I received, I have right here sitting on the table and I'm glad that you guys have this program because, uh, you know, I now have a better insight into why. You know, this census is important. So you see the challenges that we that, that face us in our committee. And uh, so and we've taken, by the way, a bulk of that responsibility to promote our, our census and our uh, census awareness campaign within our city 
and uh, he would ex ex expand it into the county if, if uh, you know, when possible, because of the corona, uh, the uh, coronavirus. You know, um, that coronavirus had completely overshadowed, you know, what uh, we had uh, projected on doing uh, during the time frame that had been set aside for a census. And um, so the city and the county primarily, you know, focused their efforts of coming up with responses. You know, how, how are we going to respond as a community? You know, we know we're not prepared for this. So uh, the census um, 2020, you know, kind of took, took a backseat to that. So that made our challenge as a committee you know, um, much more difficult. Uh, and, and, but, but we've done, we've been trying to do our work the best we can, you know. Uh, Ty and I as co-chairs, you know, we, we have come up with uh, several out-of-the-box type approaches, you know, to encouraging people. And we've had to because the traditional way of responding to the census, that means that's not working because uh, in many cases. So uh, we've had to come up with a few uh, out-of-the-box strategies you know, to get people to respond. Yeah, I was thinking about that, how right as the census was getting started is when the coronavirus hit kind of right before. And I can imagine that that put kind of a hamper on your efforts to get people to participate and made it more difficult where you have to be creative and think of outside the box ways. And which kind of brings me to the question, Taisha, you know, obviously the census works best when the more people participate than not. And we are several months into the census actually being open. Census day was on April 1st, and here we are, it's September now. Um, so in terms of response, where are we at right now in Denton County? Um, are we close to the goal that you all set? And if we're not, what needs to happen to have higher participation? I can tell you that as it stands right now, um, the city of Denton is at 63.3% response, which is a little bit above um, the state of Texas, which is at 59.9%. Um, now that's the city. And now for the county itself, um, county-wise, we are a little bit behind. We're about 2.5% where we were at this point, um, you know, in the 2010 count, which doesn't sound bad, except when you really think about it, um, it's like $1,500 uh, per person. So if you just undercount by, again, math, somebody else, um, <laughs> Dr. Uh, Rodriguez, you were a teacher, maybe you can whip that math out there. But, um, you know, just, just undercounting by, you know, a thousand people can be detrimental to the community. Um, so with us being at, you know, that total of just that 60, 63.3%, um, you know, that's not ideal. That's not ideal. And it, it's going to hurt us in the long run. And it, and it kind of all ties back into what we were discussing initially, which is especially with those vulnerable populations. Um, so with that, um, who could have foreseen a, a pandemic happening? And there being so many people that usually weren't in need than having a need for assistance. We need people to, um, to complete the census by any of the means that are available. You can do it either, you can still do it um, by the mail. Um, it just has to be in by September 30th. That's the end date for the census. Um, you can actually still complete it online. And then you can even call in um, to the census line itself enough to have a census office here in our community 
Um, and I'm pretty sure that if somebody just couldn't come up with a way um, to do it, well, one option is they can call the city and we do have, um, we have a census rep that we can get in contact with them. Um, and then also our census reps are going out to a various, uh, to varieties of events going out throughout the city. So they're coming out to serve Denton here when we have our mobile food pantries as well. Um, but absolutely for sure, we need people to get online, call on the phone. Um, if you still have that piece of mail sitting there, put it in the mail because it's, it's to everybody's benefit that we increase that percentage. We get access to the resources that we need in our community. Yeah, I think there's two things in there that you said that um, are are brand new to me. One, that the census actually ends on September 3rd, which is very soon. And so people need to fill that out and get it in as soon as possible. And the second thing is that I think you said that, it, at least on average, what we're looking at is about $1,500 into the community per person that fills it out. I mean, that's significant amounts of funding for the community based on the people that fill it out. Um, and so, Rudy, I mean, going off that, with all these services that could come and the funding that could come with the with the census, what is sort of the worst case scenario? What's at stake if people don't participate, if we don't get past that uh, 63% that we're right around at this moment? You know, Todd did mention that, you know, an undercount, as you mentioned earlier, you know, can... Um, um uh, result in a um you know a, a, a quite um uh, you know limited m- amount of money of you know that's that would be uh, forthcoming you know to our communities because of the severity of the undercount and uh so we cannot afford it this is why we need as i was pointed out earlier uh those that um have already completed their census thank you for doing that this is outstanding, terrific. You're doing a major service to uh, your community, our, our state and the nation. Um, now, going to go present you with another challenge. Um, get those that have not responded to be sure to do so uh, and explain to them, you know, why, why is it that it is important, you know, for them to um, uh, fill out that, that questionnaire. Um, you know, it's, it's more than, than just politics, you know. It also talks about, uh, you know, how is it that we can better serve, you know, our kids in school? How is it that we can improve our medical services, be sure that those people in need of those special services are provided, you know, with that type of support? The, the social service agencies, you know, like the one that is headed by, uh, by Ty, those benefit as well, you know, f- by uh, uh, the, the enumeration of the, the, uh, the count that we provide the federal government, uh, you know, through our census count. Um, so, you know, there's just so much, uh, you know, that's at stake. And uh, why, uh, you know, we need to get as close as possible to that co- goal uh, that's reflected in uh, the title of our of our uh, committee, which is a complete count committee. That says a hell of a lot. This is a we, that, that's, that's our goal. We're wanting to be sure and get 100%. And uh, we're below that. And uh, Ty mentioned, you know, the fact that we've got the 60, uh, I think, for, for our county, it's something like um, uh, 67.9%. So the thing is that, and, and that's good, you know, that's reason to celebrate. That's, that's fairly high. 
But the thing is that uh, the question that I've raised every time that, that we've met with people from the U.S. Census Office is that, wait a minute, you know, we may be celebrating prematurely because we don't know, uh, you know, what um, percentage of our vulnerable population, because that's why our committee was formed, is primarily to, uh, to um, promote our census among the so-called harder to reach or harder to count population. That's our vulnerable population that I cited, cited earlier. And yet, you know, this generic number that we get, a percentage that we get from the census is, uh, is, does not uh, desegregate, you know, the information to the point that we can get a better sense of how is it that we're doing with homeless? How is it that we're doing with the uh, Hispanic, the African-American? So, uh, so that is, is one of the uh, issues that I've had with the, with the U.S. Census Bureau. But nonetheless, you know, we have made a commitment to do everything we can to, um, to um, uh, promote uh, the census and motivate people to, to fill out the questionnaire. You know, despite the fact that we don't have the, the data uh, to give us some sense of how we're progressing, particularly with the harder-to-reach communities. So this Sunday, for example, we're going to go to the Spanish-speaking church in Pilot Point. There are several of us that are going to be there, including representative from the Census Bureau. We're also going to be meeting with um, a church here in Denton, uh, a service primarily a Spanish-speaking uh, a church uh, a community folk. And... Um, as I said yesterday, we were in Spanish radio, Andres Pacheco, who's an active member of our group, just aside some of the others, uh, to try and uh, get the word out as much as we possibly can. Because again, this is this is important. And uh, of course, that's not to mention also that there's a, a political uh, benefit, and that is um, it can um, uh, also, um, you know, has implications for the representation that we get from Texas in Washington. And uh, so those numbers also are used to determine how many representatives do we have from, Denver, from, from Texas. And um, so this is another reason why, uh, you know, so there are benefits, you know, to our vulnerable communities, but there's also a political benefit to our state. Yeah, that's interesting that the percentage that we actually have of the count, it's not broken down by demographics. And so even though we know this is the percentage of people that have participated, we don't really know who those people are. Um, and so it can end up where there's a disproportionate amount of certain demographics that are represented. And um, we really don't know where that funding needs to go. And so I think that's really interesting, which kind of brings me to Ty. Um, if let's, let's take it to the other end, the best case scenario. What is your hope for the outcome of the census in Denton County? How do you see it and hope it helps our community in the long run once the census is over? Um, so my hope is that we, um, that we get it. I mean, Lord willing, 100 would be great. But, you know, I'd settle for 80, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, you know, but honestly, um, my hope is that we get a good count because um, I think the projections is by 2030, um, Denton will only be 3 million behind Dallas and population wise. So if you could imagine what that would look like to add that many more people to our community, um, you know, and like that, so that Denton is going to be ginormous. We're going to need um, the services in place. We're going to need all of the infrastructure to support that type of development. 
Um, and how would we do that without the funding? And so that's where the census comes in, not only just in touching right back on what Rudy just said, and not only just on that end, but, um, you know, without us getting these numbers, this is probably one of the first times in, in probably in, in, in our lifetime that we are risking losing representation in the House of Representatives, yes. you know, um, so so we have this big, ginormous growth and population and and um, industry and all of those. But then we won't even have a seat at the table to talk about what happens with it because we won't have the representative the representatives in place. So that's why it's beneficial for our community, both um, uh, financially and then just even in when it comes to um, laws, rules, regulations, and even having a say in that. Um, so ideally, we are, we have an a increase. We get to that 80% magical number, um, and then we get all the funding that we need to support the growth that we know is coming whether or not we have the funds. So whether or not we're ready, it's coming. So why not prepare for that? I think that's a really good point that didn't cross my mind, but about the representation, you know, if, if you want policy changes or reform to happen, being counted in this, it's important that you have that representation and you can vote into people that you want to be in right. in order to uh, make the changes that you want made. And so that's another huge reason to participate in this. So to wrap up, I would love just to hear from both of you. Maybe we'll start with Rudy and end with Ty. If you could just say one thing to the people that are listening right now about the census, it's about to end. What would you say to them? Well, we've already emphasized, I think, the importance of the and value of the census. Uh, Ian, uh, just on one last word, there is still time to complete the census. You've got until September the 30th. Get that thing done as soon as you can. And um, there are several uh, opportunities that are available for you, uh, response options uh, to the census. There you, can, uh, you can respond by phone. And there is a special uh, number that's been provided by the U.S. Census Bureau in both English where you can respond in either English or Spanish. Uh, there is a way that uh, you can respond online, uh, you know, by uh, going to uh, my2020census.gov. And uh, you can also respond in person. And by the way, uh, there are going to be census takers or new enumerators that are going to be visiting your homes before too long. Uh, be sure and let them in or uh, be, um, make yourself available to respond to some of the questions because this is our last uh, opportunity, you know, for us to reach, uh, you know, different segments of our community so that they can have an opportunity to give us the sense of data that's required by the federal government. Uh, these are people that have been trained. They will have, uh, be sure that you ask for IDs, you know, when they come to your door, uh, to be sure that uh, they're legitimate. They should have tags, you know, tags. They may even have a little bag, you know, that has U.S. Census Bureau on the bag. So those are ways that you can identify to be, uh, people to be sure that these folks are legitimate and they're there for a special uh, service, I uh, you know, to you. So that is really the final option that is available uh, to our community. You know, the mail option, uh, if you have the mail, uh, the letter with the questionnaire sitting on your table somewhere, you haven't filled it out, please do so. Get in the mail and get it in as soon as you can. Um, but I uh, cannot emphasize enough, you know, how important it is for all members of our community, you know, and households in, in particular families to complete the census. And um, so there is information available. Uh, and uh, I'm not sure exactly how we can get that information, you know, through your podcast, uh, 
Ian, but um, the contact information for our community folk that may have been interested in, um, in further information. So thank you so much for this opportunity. And we will definitely make sure to uh, link that information in uh, our show notes on our website. Ty, how about you? So um, I feel like in this in this time, in this time of COVID, amongst other things that are happening in our country right now, um, and we hear things about, you know, what it means to be American, you know, um, and, and what it means to participate um, in, in the American experience and, and all of that. So, I mean, to me, there's there's a couple things. Obviously, you can you can serve your country, but not everybody can do that. Um, you can vote, but in some instances, not everybody can do that. But if you live here, you count here. Everybody counts on the census. And that's a way that you can have a hand in making the future better for your children, which is why we're all here for the most part, is we're, we're trying to make the generations, make it better for the generations after us. So my thing is, um, is, is doing, doing, honestly doing what's right and, and being, being a part of, being a part of, um, being a part of the change or, um, like we, we talked about voting. We talked about, you know, representation. We talked about the funding. So like all of those things are all tied together. That's all part of, um, you know, being a part of the community. And we just want to make sure that everybody knows that if you live here, you count here. Um, and I know, I think something that we didn't touch on and why it's even more critical for our community is the census day is April 1st. And April 1st was about two weeks after COVID hit our community. Oh, yeah. So yeah. The, col- the college kids were already gone. So we know that every other year <laughs> and every other day, those that would have been, you know, million plus or more people that would have been counted in the community, and that's that that are that are going to need those resources. But they were gone by April first, so they won't be counted for the next ten years as being present in our community. So that's why it's even more on all of us that live here, that stay here, to make sure that we're counted here, so um, we can we can make this community better and. Um, and, you know, show them how Denton does it, you know, because, you know, in Denton, we do things a little different, you know, mm-hmm. but um, we want to make sure that that um, we show them how Denton does it. And we, we want to make this that destination place in the DFW that we know we are. So if you live here, you count here. Yeah, very quick. Uh, and, you know, the, again, our, 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 our interest and, and goal of getting as many people counted as possible, that includes the immigrant community. Immigrant community folk, you know, that live in our city, that live in our county, please fill out the census without fear that, you know, the data is going to be um, shared with uh, people in the various uh, federal agencies, including the ICE group, the the immigration enforcement agencies. Uh, No fear of that. You know, the Constitution says everyone is counted. They don't say excluding immigrants, excluding non-citizens. So uh, everyone is counted. So, uh, so please, uh, even yeah. if you're an immigrant uh, in our community, uh, whether documented or undocumented, please fill out the form without the fear that uh, if you're undocumented, that those data, you know, will be uh, referred to the census, to the ICE people or uh, the, the sheriff's department, and those folks will be coming after you, knocking on the door, you know, to 
uh, for, to, to deport you, you know, for deportation purposes. No fear of that. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. it's all, yeah, it's nine questions. Um, and uh, as a amateur genealogist, mm -hmm. I can attest <laughs> to the fact that um, it's not released for 72 years. Yeah. There is information that I want to know right now. <laughs> that I'm, I'm, I think I think I have like two years. I have two years to find out. Um, so they release the next census information. So, but for sure, um, if you live here, you count here, and that's everybody. You know, that's everybody. If you live here, you count here. I think I think that's a great way to land the plane right there. Like you said, Taisha, it's nine questions. When I took it, I think it took me about five minutes. And I think it's a great, great way to end is if you live here, you count here. And um, so everybody get out there and make it count. Rudy, Ty, you thank go. you so much for coming on and talking with me today about this. It's an important I'll issue. And so I hope uh, that people listening Anytime. to this go out and do it and you get a higher turnout and we get everything we need. So thanks for coming on and talking with me. Okay, thank you for thank the you, service. Ian. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. All right, bye. And there you have it. Now you know why the census is so important. It honestly blew my mind to hear that our community can receive $1,500 per person that fills out the census. That's a lot. So undercounting can be a huge detriment for Denton County. I'm telling you, it literally takes about five minutes to do. You can fill it out right now. Just go to 2020census.gov. That's 2020census.gov. And you can fill it out there. If you want to make a difference in your community, this is an easy way to do that. Another way you can help is by joining Serve Denton's Circle of Support. Our Circle of Support is our monthly supporters. We have people who support us at every level. $10 a month, $20 a month, $50 a month. Whatever you're able to give goes a long way when you multiply it over time. If you want to join us in our mission of building a stronger community, go to servedit.org slash donate. Next week, we'll be back with another episode. I'm really looking forward to this one. Be sure you subscribe so you receive it in your feed automatically. And as always, thanks for listening.